There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. Welcome to the last podcast I on the left. I paint my wife's face with berry juice. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. Sorry, Tom Bosley is the voice of David the Nerd. I'm Tom Bosley. With us, Tom Bosley, Henry Zabrowski. I'm two feet tall. I'm barely larger than my children. I've got acorns for shoes. Interesting. Oh, a corn nipple it is too big for me to carry home. How is the comfort on an acorn shoe? That makes oh, you feel good? It's. I lined it with a rabbit's fur. Oh, that's not bad. Ah, the wonderful world of gnomes. Kind of avoid the bunion situation. I wrap myself in leaves, and I use a, I use a little hollowed out raspberry as a toilet. Ladies and gentlemen, we take ta- my tiny little gnome dookies into a hollowed out raspberry. You poop into a Rosberg. Aw, whatever's cutest. Mm, well, I would assume that's probably the cutest toilet I could ever think about. No! Uh, think of a Rosberg. <laughs> Gnomes. We've been, we've been a little uh, a little sick, a little twisted lately, so we decided to lighten the mood up before we hit uh, October, because October is going to be an intense month. So today we're going to discuss the wild and wonderful world of Gnomes. Gnomes, the Hildefuck. That's Thank right. you, Ragnar. I'm going to put that out to Ragnar. I'm sorry if I mispronounce anything involving Iceland because I don't want yes. you to send your fucking hordes after me. I yes. don't know how your people work. We're um, an aggressive, <laughs> violent bunch, the Icelandic individuals. Yes, but the Hildefuck, otherwise known as the hidden people uh, that we see all over the uh, wider parts of Europe. <laughs> um, yeah, it's more of a Caucasian phenomenon. It seems, it seems to be, because it seems like people um, from um, people from Africa, or, I mean, except Argentina's got a big gnome population. Okay. We've seen several videos that show gnomes are wandering the streets of Argentina. Oh, that um, happens, yeah. Which, um... I think it's just deformed people that they're making fun of. It could be. It probably started with, yeah. Just but it a nice... seems that white people just have the imagination. Is that what it is? <laughs> to see it known. Maybe it's the free time because we haven't actually worked hard in 300 years. When you have a league of browner people all hoeing rice for you and you look out, yeah, you'd be, ama- you'd be amazed how many gnomes you see. Yeah, yeah. You're oh. walking around a nice, quiet neighborhood. Mm. It's a beautiful spring early evening, like and it. there's many picturesque gardens along the street, mm-hmm. when suddenly you notice a strange little figure with a bright red hat and hey, bushy come here, beard. Come here, <laughs> That's a very rude gnome, Pamela. Ah, yeah, come here. Show me your ass. Show me your ass, you fuck. It's, I think we're in the bad part of gnome town. <laughs> it's staring out at you through the bushes. What is it? Come on, yeah, yeah. You want to see? I fucking I, I see my foot-long gnome dick. I thought they were supposed to be cute and nice. That man is, that gnome is master. Yeah, I take my pointy hand, I'm going to shove it around your fucking ass. You're walking around, acting like you're all tall. This isn't and as magical. Bullshit. This is not as magical as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, 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 I got my dick stuck in a fox's ass early this morning. <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> yeah, I do whatever the fuck I want. My name's Terry. Oh, all yeah, right, Yeah, I'm the badass gnome in the fucking, oh, look at this beautiful corn. All right, Terry. Oh, I'm happy know. all of a sudden. I can't believe how thick these squash are today. I guess I could go ahead and shove it up my ass. Well, you were being pleasant for a moment, but then you yeah. mentioned the squash up your ass. And I was very we're much just enjoying go. pleasant, Terry. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people like it when I'm Terry, nice, but everybody else can go fuck themselves. Terry, how many cigarettes do you smoke daily? Can gnomes smoke more I or less? I smoke one cigarette. It takes me nine hours. Nine hours for one cigarette. I got a tiny mouth in case you can't tell. Unless yeah. you want to, yeah, I'd be perfect for sucking your dick, you fucking tiny Oh, I see, because I, I have a small dick. That's nice, Terry. Hey, Thank it's Terry. You. No one fucks with me. I'm a Siberian gnome. Oh, wow. Of course, Ooh. Siberian gnomes are known to trounce around with trolls. Yes, the Siberian gnome has been the most affected by crossbreeding. Yeah, yeah, which just sounds like rape. <laughs> yeah. Gnome rape. Different type. So let's go through all the different types of gnomes. Yes. Well, first of all, <laughs> the adult male gnome weighs about half a pound. Wow, a half a pound. Yeah. The adult you know, honey, female- I am just feeling so fat. I'm telling you, I feel like a three quarters of a pound today. Go- 
Three quarters of a pound. You look it, you fat bitch. Bill Terry again. I didn't I didn't invite that sort yeah, of comment. Leave that door fucking swinging open for old Terry. He's going to stick his tiny, big-ass boot in there. <laughs> well, it's a difficult to have a tiny, big-ass I got ass a big boot. foot for a tiny dude. Yeah, shove it right up your fucking meat piece. Terry, you've changed. Yeah, bring me a beer so I can drown in it. <laughs> The average height of the gnome is six I inches. A, I think there's a gnome in this beer. Somebody in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, is the crack open a crack open a PBR. Oh, that's Terry no, the drunk. You're gnome. hammered, man. You're hammered. It's like no, dude. I think there's, there's a, a fucking gnome in my fucking gnome beer, in my man. Fucking beer. This beer is fucking cheap. It's like a mean fucking drunk troll. Get something nice, you no. fucking. You got something to say to me? Like you can fucking take me. So, but I was also reading about how gnomes are very durable, but how you could grab a gnome and throw him across a room and it bounces off a wall and it's totally fine. Oh, yeah, I believe that. All I... the sorts of fun things you could just fucking yeah. make up. Yeah, so this... I read a story where a cat, a man found a cat choking on a gnome. He squeezed the cat's neck until hmm. it spat it out and he thought the gnome was dead. So he kind of laid it out uh, on his table it's kind of saying, honey, look at this. This is a dead female gnome. Huh. Right. Naked as a jaybird. I died and I woke up in hell. I woke up in hell. <laughs> And he comes, and he comes, wakes up the next morning. The gnome is missing. Oh, uh, wow. Every time. Turns out, she's just playing dead. Playing dead. Typical gnome it was a trickery. F- naked female gnome? It was a naked female gnome. That's Apparently, weird. That's cat- a weird element to that story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I looked, and I flopped around his little gnome's boobies for a second, just, you know, because no one was looking. <laughs> Got a bizarre little gnome First boobies. Of all, I know that I can write a little post about this in my blogosphere called Raping the Gnome. <laughs> Raping the Gnome. <laughs> But, of course, the uh, gnome wife's husband came back, thanked him for saving his wife, and they had a good crop of barley that year. Here's a blueberry. (laughs) That's very nice. What am I going to do with a fucking blueberry, gnome? Give me some cash. Where's the the money, gnome? Well, there's another story about a gnome being uh, saved, and the man asks, what? I want three wishes. He gives him a big, big nugget of gold. That's nice. And then he takes it to town. He tries selling it, and they say, you're just a simple woodland farmer. What are you doing with all this gold? And he said, no, what? but a gnome gave it to me. And they sure. said, get to the back of the bus, mister. We're wow. not buying your bill of sale here. They didn't believe him, huh? They didn't believe him. Oh, that's insane. They threw him in jail. Oh, come on. Yeah, gnomes, it's like those genie things where it's like the gnome does things, and you can't believe, you You, you know, you got to beware what gifts you receive from a gnome. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. A chunk well, a of gnome also, nice, um, a ma- the male wears a peaked red cap. Yes. yes. Well, let's go back real quick. Uh, let's hit up the types of yes, gnomes. The- so we've, we've discussed the Siberian gnome, the edgy Terry type gnome. Yes, the, Sib- the Siberian gnome, uh, he is centimeters larger, so he's the bigger gnome. Okay. He, yes. is, uh, he associates freely with trolls. Wow. And in certain regions, there's not a single gnome to be trusted. That would be in Siberia. The Siberian gnome takes revenge for even the slightest offense by killing cattle, <laughs> causing bad harvests, droughts, abnormally cold weather, and so forth. The less said about him, the better. The better. Don't even write about it in a fucking website about gnomes. Because God right. knows what this guy's going to come up with. He showed up here and be like, yeah, I raped your wife. <laughs> well, that sounds like Stop a typical it, thing Siberian for you to do. gnome. That's not fucking cool. The Why yes. did you rape my wife? Because her fucking gash was open to me, and I hopped up in there. Yeah, Terry. Yeah, Terry. Terry's going to fucking slide it in and out so she has an orgasm. <laughs> I'm not sure if Terry's going to uh, invoke an orgasm. Yeah, right. I'll use my whole body. I fucking slam the that whole clit thing. like it's a boxing bag. <laughs> that is disgusting. This is horrible. I yeah, <laughs> that's, that's enough of Terry for a second. <laughs> you know, just a moment. We got farm gnomes. Yeah, we got farm gnomes. They resemble the house gnome, uh, but it, it yeah, is they're like more... Uncle Tom gnomes. Yeah, <laughs> Tom, yeah, Tom's been, these are fucking gnomes have been put to work. Yep, they uh, are of a more constant nature, and they are conservative in all manners. The house gnome is a okay. special sort, however. He resembles an ordinary gnome, but he has the most knowledge of mankind. Gnome kings are wow. chosen from this family of gnome. Okay. What? They're good-natured, always ready for a lark or a tease. Hey, <laughs> have you seen a single picture of a black or Asian gnome? No. I no. <laughs> well, they are never malevolent, with a few exceptions. If a gnome is really wicked, which happens only once in a thousand, it is due to bad genes that result from crossbreeding in faraway places. They have a really, there's a lot of anti-crossbreeding yeah. Yeah, they do. in the gnome yeah. lore. 
Do we've not discovered like it there's at all. a lot of we've we also realized there's a lot of research in the back end of like where gnomes where gnomes are featured in, in various schools of study in yeah. which there is also a heavy race contingent yes. like played on top of it. Um, yeah, we'll crossbreeding in faraway on. places like Harlem, like Harlem, Chicago. <laughs> These white dudes. <laughs> uh, no, so I the uh, uh, so we were talking quickly about Iceland, which really which uh, in Iceland they have to fix that exists there. They they say there's up to 65% of people that live in Iceland, Ragnar, you can tell us if that's true or not, believe that they've at least seen a gnome, never mind been raped by one. <laughs> well, I don't um, know how many how many believe that they've been I, raped I, I by mean, them. I, I think I you're know. making that stand up. I mean, I don't know. 68% have been raped by a gnome, but only 65% have seen them. Have so seen 3% them. just can't believe they were raped by yeah, a gnome? Yeah, they don't realize they just, they just sat on a Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. And so, it's the, a weird way to eat. But what's really interesting, so the, it's very common there, when we Another thing we discover is with these, uh, with a lot of gnome sighting, and what they say is like hidden people, like elves, tiny people. Right. As a lot of times, it again co- it coordinates with p- places of heavy uh, UFO activity. And another way, another thing that correlates with that is that when they talk about Iceland, the thing about Iceland is that it's sitting on a bed of moving lava, right? And so Iceland, uh, it, uh, you know, on a sort of uh, geological standpoint, is still like being formed. And so there's something to the idea that because it's in constant transition and there's something going on underneath it, it, it has an effect on the mentality and of course like this, even the psychic state of people living around there. I would say the volcanic gases probably cause co- a fair amount of Yeah. And the other thing also, magic mushrooms are fucking everywhere in Iceland. You see a lot of gnomes on magic. Yeah, mushrooms. I'm sure if you eat, yeah, if you spend right. all day just being like, Grandma's making stroganoff tonight, and she's just like been eating fucking <laughs> golden rimmed fucking like brown berry mushrooms out there, and she's just like dancing on the ceiling, and then she's like, Why are you supposed to be making stroganoff, Grandma? And she's like, The colors. I'm a rainbow. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's I, beautiful. I love Grandma. I love um, going to Grandma's house. There's but, also a thing called house gnomes. Mm-hmm. You're excited. <laughs> but it's like there's a crop circle like crop circles are, are also formed around natural aquifers and like all these things or it's like when we're when sort of heavy geological activities happening that's when you see a lot of sightings of these types of things so that's I'm not all. farting it sounds like i'm farting constantly but there's drilling going on yeah upstairs. someone so is doing real. some construction so do they, there do they, are not quite soundproof studios no do these gnomes enjoy sort of uh Aquifer-like situations. They like some swamplands and things like that. Can I read the daily routine of the gnomes? Please do, sir. After sunset, the gnome house comes to life. Even without windows, they know when it begins to get dark. And besides, the field mice begins to toddle about them. (laughs) Time for me to wake up. (laughs) The lady of the house steps out of the alcove bed, puts on her slippers, and shuffles off to the stove. Where she belongs. Well, I, Henry he put that in there the, himself. <laughs> where he gets the fire underway by adding dry leaves to the embers. Oh. Next, she puts on a couple of pails of water on the heat, if her husband wants a bath, that is. <laughs> and, and a kettle one. on for tea. She then goes to the bathroom to make herself presentable. And he's sleeping this whole time. Oh, he's <laughs> you know he's... De- deeply asleep because he's got work to do. Right, right. When she leaves the bathroom, her husband waits a few minutes, then pokes his feet out of the alcove, Bev, sometimes with morning mumbles and grumbles. <laughs> he then steps into his slippers and hangs his nightshirted nightcap on a handsome wrought iron peg. Well, that's mm. nice. Except if you're a poor gnome and then it's a nail <laughs> fucking buried in a fucking board. Yeah, that's sad. He looks on improvingly as his wife empties hot water into the tub. Testing the temperature, he then steps to this bath. I hope it's the right temperature. In you know? bathing, yeah. he takes a couple of handfuls of dried soap wort, Sopinaria officinalis, from a tray hanging on the wall and splashes it around in the water to produce an abundance of suds. <coughs> he coughs a little bit because he's a raging alcoholic well- who smokes constantly. <laughs> Well, mother and father are those occupied. The children set the table for breakfast. In the meantime, father dries himself. Right. Which is uh, quite a great uh, image of a gnome dry. <laughs> yeah. It would be really quick. How big is a gnome towel? You think four three, inches. Four inches? The gnome itself is only six. six inches. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like that's a pretty large I use a nine-foot towel. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I burrito myself. Right, right. After breakfast, his wife prepares a snack for his night journey, a hollowed acorn filled with tea and a bag of biscuits. Sweet. The biscuits, taken from various grass seeds... 
sweet marijuana. <laughs> are a hearty meal in themselves. He lights his first pipe, waits until his wife has cleared away the breakfast things, and then they discuss the coming nightly activities or problems concerning the children. I think little Bobby Gnome is going to kill us in our sleep. Most likely, honey. <laughs> I'm Most afraid likely. he's going to take a tiny fucking gnome AK-47 to his school. Oh, that would be adorable. <laughs> the first, a little gnome the gun. First... <laughs> Yeah, Nolumbine. <laughs> yes, Nolumbine was one of the, Yeah, that was one of the saddest then, <laughs> moments in gnome history, wasn't it? Yeah, they blame n- n- Marilyn Gnomeson. Yeah, Marilyn Gnomeson. His dark gnome music. Yeah, of course. The beautiful gnome. The beautiful people. The beautiful gnomes. The beautiful gnomes. As he enters the outside, he checks out the terrain for a few minutes. If it is not yet dark enough, the gnome waits beside a friendly rabbit until deeper darkness falls. His activities Whoa, what at happened? night. His activities at night may be some of the following. He could go to the forge, pottery, or sawmill. Mm-hmm. He may go to his herb garden or and either sow seeds, weed, hoe, prune, or harvest. Mm-hmm. He may take care of the firewood supply. Or pick berries. In short, uh, everything that a Mexican does. Everything that can be done during short, sultry summer nights, long, cold winter nights, velvet, black, or moonlit nights, rainy nights, etc. And just before sunrise, if the gnome's activities do not cause him to seek shelter elsewhere, which means he can go fuck whatever he wants. That's yeah. the thing, yeah. Um, I'm, sorry, but I'm sorry, wife. There was a kitty cat that was waiting for me outside of the hollow log. Yeah, and it throated me over and over again like, you won't do. I love to watch a little a gnome jug. Ugly club, you know? It'd be kind of fun to watch. I also would like, have you read the marriage and family thing as oh, well? Oh, I've definitely read the marriage and family Do you want to read that thing. one? Uh, when he is about a hundred, the male gnome begins to think of marriage. Hell yeah. No reason to tie yourself down early. Hell no. yeah. A a small a, number. I'm just like a gnome. <laughs> a small number yeah. do, however, remain single. The youthful gnome then begins to search for his girl. In doing so, he sometimes has to travel great distances because gnomes are few and far between, and the number of eligible girls of his age, not related to him, are very limited. At the young you know age of 100. Been. Yeah, I know all about it, yeah. Pl- this is kind of like Wisconsin. This- plump women folk round of form are the favorite. Honestly, oh, it plump sounds kind of hot. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that's why when I was watching Lord of the Rings and I saw the woman that he chose, that Rudy chose for uh, his wife, I was just like, yeah, that's the one you would take. Yeah, I'd ring that bell. <laughs> All right, <laughs> if give me did. that tiny woman. If I mean, he does find one, he attempts to win her with all sorts of small attentions. <laughs> it's a small attention. Just grabbing oh. her boobies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I brought you a blueberry. Now suck my dick. Whoa. <laughs> After an agreement is reached with the in-laws-to-be, he will marry her. Her house is given a rigorous inspection beforehand by his future father-in-law. Oh, yeah. okay. You want to have a clean house. This and is great. You know what? This is fun. And not only that, I have found I went deep, deep. You really did. Yeah. I I, we, we were talking about this last night about how like it's really interesting how there is a, you even said it, there's a rabbit hole to every subject. Everything. Right. I went deep down yeah. the gnome rabbit hole, my friends. I went deep and I went dark. I found actual historical uh, accounts of gnomes. This right. one is from Publius Octavi- Octavius. You see, the gnomes in, in uh, 1850, they were a class of society for more than a thousand years, except for their own chosen king. There were no rich, poor, inferior, or superior gnomes. Oh, okay. This is perhaps why they made use of the great people's migration to begin afresh. Now, the great people's migration... Stalin's dream! Yes, <laughs> yes. That's what these people are. They're fucking... They're commies! It was a period of intensified human migration in Europe from about 400 to 800 A.D., it all sounds plausible, as they also have Gnomes King's palaces and adjacent gold mines on maps. Apparently, slave labor was used in the mines, and sometimes there were slave revolts. And that's what led to the class system? That's what led to the class Isn't system. Isn't that terrible? I mean, Here's the following... I mean, when it comes down to it, that's just the natural order no, of things. Yeah. Gnomes hurting gnomes. <laughs> it ain't right. Here's a description in, uh, from 470 AD from Publius Octavius. 
Today, I saw a miniature person with my own eyes. He wore a red cap and blue shirt. He had a white beard and green pants. He said that he had lived in this land for 20 years. He spoke our language, mixed with strange words. Since then, I have spoken with the little man many times. He said he was a descendant of a race called Kualdan, a word unknown to us, and that there were only a few of them in the world. He liked to drink milk. Time and again, That's I saw good. him cure sick animals in the meadows. I, I'm a gnome. Oh, right. I'm, I'm a gnome. <laughs> you are a gnome. Do you cure animals, though? <laughs> no, no, You no. don't help animals. I can't do anything. Oh, right. But I have a You're lot a bad of gnome. straight up just sort you of... You like it. milk. I love you milk. You like to be pampered. Love being pampered. You like a nice acorn. Yeah, I smoke that pipe every night. And you like to smoke that pipe every night. And I have my wife wash me. Oh, she is a lucky lady. God, wouldn't that be amazing to just get washed by someone? Yeah, it's great. You've never been washed by someone? Not really. I mean, when you get dementia and go to the old, old folks' home, you'll be getting washed enough. Oh, I will be the happiest person in yeah. the nursing home. Just being like, yeah, yeah, I think my balls are dirty. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what are you, Taiwanese? Come on over here and scrub my ass. Oh, that's just his time. That's just old people at a different time. He was a... Uh, Born in 1980, so uh, I miss Stevie Wonder. <laughs> he was in Vietnam, so it's fine. Yeah, He's allowed to say I went to things. Vietnam. I got a spring roll. It's called my buddy's fingers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your buddy uh, inserted his fingers into you. Yeah, into I'm well, old. That, that's fine. I got a two foot long belly button because I used to be fat. Now I'm old and thin and strong. Oh yeah, you look great. Yeah. Stretch it out. Wonderful. Well, we mentioned uh, animals and gnomes. Gnomes are quite nice to the animal kind. They love animals, and they get along with all the animals of the forest, uh, even the troublesome ones such as the polecat. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> that polecat always uh, messing around, but digging holes. The cat, however, all forms of actual cats, because we know polecats, you know, it's a little slang term, possibly a racist term for skunks. Oh. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's like racist against skunks? I think so. Skunks leave them alone. Are you just stink out of their ass? <laughs> yeah, but you ought to be polite to them. Yeah, why aren't they called like you know like fuck rats? <laughs> fuck rats would be great. This is my shit badger, <laughs> Milky. Shit badger. Yeah, Milky the shit badger. That's a nice thing to call it. The only animal that remains an exception is the cat. It, especially the wild domestic cat, who is not a member of the natural animal world and what do you is mean? completely unreliable. What do you mean not a member of the natural animal it's world? A, it's I didn't animal. write the rule book. That just seems to be a, a random allocation. This guy just doesn't <laughs> like cats. The guy blogging here is not a cat no, no, guy. No. Well, I read again and again that gnomes come into a lot of altercations with cats. Well, yeah, cats, are, cats. That's the same thing in uh, the movie Cat's Eye. Cat's Eye, eh? Wait, do you, you ever seen the movie Cat's Eye? Gnomes no. aren't in the movie Cat's Eye. Yes, the Stephen King movie? Yes. Now, what's the gnome? Because they, they, there there's a story where it talks about how, like, a, the uh, urban legend that cats steal babies' breath while they're sleeping. That happens. And that instead, but instead, it is a tiny gnome that's stealing the baby's breath, and the cat actually saves the baby. Oh. So in that, the cat's the hero. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we all know which side of the fence Stephen King comes off. So it's a <laughs> Siberian-type gnome, most because likely. because his wife was raped by a gnome. Terry. Again, <laughs> this is the type of data we're not getting because our government is not properly focusing Why are you on what's the, important. The government has nothing to do with Stephen the King's wife being raped by a gnome. Step in and do something about the rampant rape done by Hildefuck Hildefuck in, in our country. In I our don't world. know if that's like a stat. I'm not sure if it really exists. You I mean, go around and start asking people in the street if they've been raped by a gnome and you'd be surprised the answers you'd get. So you're saying that yeah. Stephen King is the uh, novelist equivalent of the guy who wrote The Crow? And instead of having his wife raped and killed by thugs, it was raped and killed by a gnome? Yes. Sure, yeah, that'll work. Um, I want to know if Terry the gnome has uh, stolen any breath out of some young girl as the, she sleeps. Yeah, you bet I did. Only because she saw how big my nuts were. And I'm talking about my peanuts. I grow them in my farm. Oh, yeah. there you go. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I, could pl- I could do some fucking wordplay. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, Terry. Yeah. I got nipples like little silver dollars. That's what they gave me a trophy for biggest nipples on a fucking gnome. Well, I'm so happy that you won something. Come over here, I'll punch the head of your penis so hard and I'll bruise. <laughs> I don't want it to bruise. I would prefer my penis yeah, to stay on bruise. Stick my fist right up that hole in your penis and I'll play with your pee-pee tube. Well, I don't know, Terry. That sounds really quite horrified. 
back. Wow. <laughs> That's perfect. Jesus Christ, Terry. Stick it, st- I mean, Terry, sticking his head up your pee-pee. You imagine oh, how that would go I'm gonna down. climb up your chest here. I'm going to punch your kick in your tongue. <laughs> you fucking giant. It's, it's, you're bigger than me. What are you, a tree? <laughs> it's just the little hits. Yeah. You know, that, those are adding up quickly. I mean, he is also six feet. He is also six inches tall and half a pound. Right. Roughly the size and shape of the average American people. I just feel like if I saw a gnome, I would just go like, ah, and like grab it and literally just twist its head off its body. If you can, though, I think they're relatively flexible. Well, when two stags become entangled during a fight, when their antlers become inextricably entwined, the gnome arrives and saws them apart. Just saws it right off there. That's very, oh, and there's very also, nice. It also it. says here, according to their, their power, most gnomes are seven times stronger than a man, can run at speeds of 35 miles per hour, yeah. and yep. have better sight than a hawk. These abilities help the gnome to do many things, such as find wounded, dying animals for which they feel they are responsible for. And they That's are. a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of animals. That that's your all your powers is that you your job is to go find animals that you injured and help them. Yeah, it's a it's a terrible job. Uh, all the rest of, of your life is just harvesting blueberries and making acorn bowls. You don't need to be seven times stronger than a man. No, to do that. I mean, are they seven <laughs> times stronger than a man? That's I just, th- most gnomes are seven times stronger. Well, I know than I've, a man. I read that also, but it's I think it's uh, just saying that they can you know they can lift like seven times their weight or something like that. Yeah, like, like if ants. they were our size, like, like ants. ants. Yeah, yeah, if they were our size, then they would be extremely <laughs> strong. But I mean, they're still six inches. You know, yeah. I don't know. Let's Tall, just see so. what happens if Terry the gnome comes and punches the head of your penis and see well, what happens to it. I don't even want to know what'll happen to it. It'll just fall right off. It'll be <laughs> disgusting. Bruised and battered. You got any blueberries up inside your fucking ball sack? I got to go reach around for them. Yeah. You know what? We shouldn't bring Terry to the Super Bowl parties anymore. Uh, Today was was this year. I'm growing weed on my farm. (laughs) Yeah. So in the. How would you explain that to your wife if a gnome has been punching your dick? And then she's just like, what's been going on? And you're just like, Terry the gnome. It's like the six inch guy. You've been using meth. You're being Walter White. (laughs) I love that show. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just getting into it. It's I watched happening. my first it's episode. Exciting. I watched my first episode of Breaking Bad uh, last Sunday, which is the second to the last episode. Oh, good. Yep. So I'm gonna watch this <laughs> next. You gotta one. catch up. I'm gonna catch it all up. I'm it's, watch a, it in it's a show. It's good. Yeah. It's a television show. Yep. <laughs> yep. So in my travels down the gnome rabbit hole, I came across this guy named Rudolf Steiner. Yes. Rudolf Steiner is a man who created a philosophy called anthro. Anthroposophy. 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 study of human being. Yes, of human being. Not human doing or human beings. Human being. Human being. (laughs) Just kind of sitting. It postulates the existence of an objective, intellectually comprehensible spiritual world accessible to direct experience through inner development. Did you hear the story about two? And so what they basically is, it, it's sort of a parochial school, school that they say is for accelerated students. Yeah, he created these uh, schools called Waldorf schools. Yeah, and at Waldorf the moment, school. and this is no bullshit, at the moment right now in, in America, there are 40 of these operating. And so more also, if we have any listeners who went to a Waldorf school, please tell us about it because it seems please. really interesting. Yeah. Um, they... they but, you know, what they happen to do, what they don't say, they say that it's not a spiritual school and you're supposed to go and you're supposed to just kind of like learn math and shit in a sort of what seems to be Hogwarts type setting. And then you go uh, and you basically find out that they're slipping a lot of Jesus stuff in there mixed with sort of mysticism, mixed with like yeah, spiritual. It's a whole fostering thing. fostering your psychic ability. Yeah. And you hear about how the whole Waldorf school that was taken off, oh, taken over by a kid in a class who told them that he was starting to speak to spirits. Mm-hmm. A kid came out and basically said, like, I'm starting to speak to spirits, and they were like, well, now you're the president of the school. You win. Wow. Yeah, so they made him president of the school, and they had to shut the whole school down. That's amazing. <laughs> well, he wasn't a very good president, huh? No, no, no. He was a child who was lying. Oh, I see. Well, usually liars are good politicians well, well, I and found, presidents. I found the website of a man who blew the lid off of this entire Waldorf yes, school Yes, he thing. did. Here's what he says about him. The worldview underlying Waldorf schools is an occult religion Uh-oh. that involves doctrines of evolution and reincarnation. 
evolution. Human beings move upward as they gain knowledge of higher worlds. To gain this knowledge firsthand, people must develop clairvoyance. Preparation for clairvoyance involves such things as heightened imagination and dream consciousness. Waldorf schools aim to assist children on the path towards knowledge of higher worlds, and there are gnomes all over every Waldorf Gnomes school. are normally, like, they are literally the mascot for Waldorf schools. They have, they sell stuffed gnomes, they have gnomes painted all over the walls of their schools because it's a sort of, um, it's, it's, a, it's like a gateway drug for mysticism where it's like you get kids sort of accustomed to this idea that they are invisible people and then they can start opening their mind to clairvoyance which I actually think is interesting mm-hmm. I think that, that like I, I, I'm sort of down with that I, th- I think it's important for us to like you know there are people with psychic abilities psychic abilities is a thing you, maybe that's the type of thing that happens but the problem is that you can't lie to everybody about what you're doing in the school yeah. cleanest what school they do. huh yeah. yeah must be the cleanest uh, school around they, uh, you have a bunch of gnomes one, put, uh, put some mops on their feet they basically know? say that like all the people who go to these schools are like you know it's a beautiful place it's a really peaceful environment yeah. and then like you know an example sexual abuse of a, in the basement though no uh, it doesn't even seem to be like that it's just the Word rampant sort of tradi- what we've now find to be uh traditional uh racism that's put into occult teachings where it's like what's one kid it seems like rudolph reiner but was not rudolph reiner robert reiner something something like that rob reiner not it's rob reiner is it rob reiner <laughs> It's somebody typical Waldorf School Hollywood. I'm trying to send, but it's like the the um, basically he came out and did an expose, and basically it's like he became student body president and became uh, really close, like one of the pet students of the dean of the school. And he came to him and he's like, "I'll give you the secret lessons." And he went to the Uh-oh. secret lessons. Never good is, kids. Never take them. You know, don't never go, go for secret, secret lessons. lessons. Yeah, usually secret lessons involve secret play, secret touching. Yeah, yeah. secrets. Mm, gnome secrets. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't but want basically, them. You basically, he said that you know the big secrets, kind of like Scientology, where it's like the background of all the schools is that you know we were brought here by another entity. We've been here with another an intelligent race brought us here a long time ago. A bunch of different strands of races, and some of the races are succeeding and evolving, and some of the races aren't. So, and can that- you tell me why you have to tell me this with my pants down? <laughs> Because it's like a little microphone. Oh, okay. Well, it is this to on? Is this on? Well, no, no. I don't think it is. Uh, yeah, it is on. That's I didn't know that about me. Oh, that made my skin crawl. Interesting. But yeah, yeah. So some of the races that are not doing as well, you can imagine which races he's speaking about. Um, you know about how like. Asians turn into black people who then will eventually spiritually turn into white people. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's the secrets of the Waldorf. But what's interesting is that Asians are on the bottom of the list. Huh. Yeah. That is interesting. They got it all wrong. You don't see that. Yeah. I mean, during certain times in World War II, then absolutely you saw that. I mean, they did horrible things. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Didn't they? Don't we remember that? The horrible things that they did. <laughs> yes, I mean, remember. everyone was doing some bad things back then. They did really bad stuff. They did the worst stuff. A bunch of people were doing some things. They're on notice, Japan. <laughs> You're so running you know, on notice so, right I now? I still got an eye on Japan. They're suffering a nuclear uh, dilemma that's never been seen I'm before. I'm not going to call it karma. Where but you, you just kind of did. <laughs> you just kind of did. Everything anyway. else I love about I love the Japanese. I love them. That's good. We're going to get another racist comment on iTunes. No, I love them. <sighs> I don't want another racist comment. Yes. The well, we're going to get one eventually. Yeah. So. We, we got one. Yeah. We got no, one. No, another one. From I mean. Crime Buff or something like that. <laughs> Some lunatic. Uh, so this guy, Rudolf Steiner, that invented these schools, he was a huge believer in gnomes. And I found a, God, so many quotes of him talking about gnomes. Here is uh, some of the highlights. He says, the predecessors of our Earth gnomes... The moon gnomes. Moon gnomes. Moon I was reading gnomes. about moon gnomes. Gathered. This also sounds like a racial slur. I'm not going to lie to you. Are we going racist again here? They gathered together their moon experiences. Okay. And from them, fast <laughs> moon birthday parties and, and moon trampoline parties. I mean, do they wear little moon suits? How do they even run around on the moon? They're gnomes. Okay. They got acorn hats on. I don't I know. I guess the limited oxygen. Moon acorns? Is that what's happening? Moon corn. Yeah. Moon Mo- corn. Moon corn. Yeah. I don't know what you farm up there. You call your penis the moon corn. The moon corn, yeah. So from there, moon explain away all the bumps and (laughs) random liquids flying out of it. 
So from their moon experiences, they fashioned this structure, oh. this firm structure of the solid fabric of the Earth, so that our solid Earth structure actually arose from the experiences of the gnomes of the old moon. So they made the Earth? <laughs> so there's a new moon. There's a new moon. And How then- many moons... Are we at? I, I think, think this is phase two. two. <laughs> we're on two moons. I okay. think we're on two moons. He okay. says each year the moon is actually nearer to the Earth. Oh, okay. And is that true? That's not Absolutely true. Absolutely not, not true. true. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Why well, you can like, just say anything you want about a gnome? You really yeah, can. you really can. Yeah. One recognizes this from the ever more vigorous play of the moon forces in the gnome world during the time of the new moon. The new and moon. to this coming nearer of the moon, the attentiveness of these goblins is quite specially directed, for it is in producing results from the way in which the moon affects them that they see their chief mission in the universe. They await with intense expectation the epoch when the moon will again unite with the earth. And then what's That's their... scary to me. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> no, we don't want that. We don't want the moon to unite with the earth. These gnomes. They're fucking nefarious. Here's, yeah, what, yeah. here's what this guy says a gnome actually is. He says what the gnome is made of. The gnomes bind together what works as the force of gravity and make their bodies from this volatile, invisible force, bodies which are, moreover, in constant danger of disintegrating. So basically, this is sort of combining gnomes with string theory and, like, quantum physics. But back in 1908. Interesting. Yeah, all of this is, uh, like, he was doing all of these in 1908, uh, from, like, 1908 to, like, 1920. Uh, he says, because of this, or the gnomes must ever and again create themselves anew out of gravity because they continually stand in danger of losing their substance. Because of this, in order to retain their own existence, the gnomes are constantly attentive to what is going on around them. As far as Earth observation goes, no being is more attentive than a gnome. I don't think you're Let's saying that, ladies. A gnome yeah. must always be wide awake. If it were to become sleepy, this sleepiness would immediately cause death. Well, just wake up. <laughs> Five-hour energy. But what about sleeping in the alcove bed and then putting the yeah, slippers on? Yeah, they gotta sleep. They gotta sleep. Yeah, we started off with all the gnome bullshit. Oh, all now we're under the truth. Yeah. assholes with my little garden gnome. Look I at me. I wanted it to be true. This is the truth, Henry. Moon. No, no the moon. They, no. Well, they have to sleep. You can sleep on the moon. You gotta <laughs> sleep. You gotta sleep. <laughs> This guy, every time he spoke, a bunch of beer bubbles ex- uh, exploded from his mouth. This man was obviously a raging alcoholic from the 1908s. Well, That's I what mean, I'm he saying. was obviously he got it all wrong. raving at some lawn gnomes out on a fucking yeah, lawn for somewhere. Sure. Got a point staring at the on. eyes, yeah. And it is He's lying so- on his stomach, staring at him face to face. And this man says that gnomes actually hate the earth. They hate all that is. What earthly. about all the helping of the about animals? The gnomes love the earth. No, they actually hate the earth. But what are they doing then? They're it, helping us out. It is from this feeling of hatred, of antipathy, 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 antipasta, 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 Towards the earthly, that the gnomes gain the power of driving the plants up from the earth. This causes the plant to have only its roots in the earth. So gnomes are responsible for growth of plants. This but guy I, just, I love plants. Everyone loves plants. This yeah. guy is just going through a divorce. <laughs> yeah, very a 1908 divorce. That's a rough, he rough time. He has thousands of followers. People follow this guy. He was extremely popular. What was popular. his name again? Rudolf Steiner. Oh, Rudolf, Rudolf Steiner. Steiner. Yeah, yeah he's a, also Rudolf Steiner's also really he's uh, an Atlantis. Scholar. He a lot of our knowledge of Atlantis and Lemuria too, and yeah. all of that. He, he, but he was also there. When you read his Wikipedia page, he's got a whole different slant altogether too than to what you read about him on the Waldorf Waldorf Schools website, which is really interesting about how like Wikipedia is like he's a scientist, and the other ones it's like he, he talked to aliens in yeah. his dreams and stuff like that. Mm. Which, you know, like I sure, yeah, it's possible. Why not? You never and know. He also says that gnomes are the reason why mankind has evolved a uh, mind. The gnomes gave us our brain? I mean, he's yeah. given a lot of he credit said to man would never have been able but to. But the gnomes do- are all over the place. I'd like to see what the greys have to say about this. <laughs> That's what I'd like Indeed. to see. I'd like to see what the fucking reptilian has to say about a fucking gnome. I bet a, rep- I bet a reptilian eats gnomes like they're fucking popcorn. Probably. He's probably getting mad. There's a reptilian somewhere getting mad even listening to us talk like this about gnomes. Kind of large popcorn, <laughs> but yeah. It'd be kind oh, of fun to go, go to a reptilian movie theater and just nah, have a large gnome. And then you just go and you just eat a bunch of buckets of gnomes. Mm, kicking that, around, trying to like, not nice. get eaten. Yeah. And Soft. These, you know, and his, uh, <laughs> some of his things that his uh, lectures, these are all from lectures that he did. Lectures named as 
Man as Symphony of the Creative World, All right. The Influence of Spiritual Beings on Man, Foundations of Esotericism. It just sounds like prog rock albums. <laughs> prog rock? Man as Symphony of the Creative World. <laughs> so uh, let's get into, uh, so this is uh, this Mr. Steiner's yeah, theories. And the, this, these are Mr. Steiner's theories. And this which, was the most prevalent theories of the... Uh, of the early uh, 20th century. Well, the early 20th century and the late 19th century, there was a lot of uh, little folk running around. That's when you had the fairy pictures being taken in Yorkshire and England. Uh, Wasn't that just like spinal bifidus and just like <laughs> random polio and just other children's diseases? Well, it doesn't yeah. seem to be true. You know, we have the urban legend that we'll read, yeah, too. Exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah, you never know what you could mistake for a gnome. Yeah, really, if you <laughs> squint your eyes just so, a lot Anything of things could, could be a gnome. gnome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, do we want to get into some of the actual stories that people tell yeah. about? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, well, we can... Uh, these are modern tales. Do you want me to start with the smiling gnome? Please, start with the smiling gnome. This takes place in Houston, Texas, so this is your people, Marcus. Well, Houston's not really my Houston. people, but... We're going to give them to you, though. <laughs> the witness noticed his dog chasing something in the yard. Thinking he was a cat, he went out to investigate and yell at his dog. But when he got there and he saw a one-foot-tall creature wearing red clothing, something resembling a clown suit without the big shoes and nose, he wore a pointy red hat and had a white beard. The witness called his dog over to him. He pulled him inside and closed the door and looked out the window to see the figure eating birdseed in the yard. Adorable. <laughs> As he looked out, the gnome-like figure looked straight at him. It seemed to become afraid and hit by the porch. The witness called out and the small figure peeked over the porch at him and smiled. Nice. Then it disappeared. Whoa. Whoa. Where'd it go? Christian Bale. Here's <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what? Batman Begins. It's like a Batman. Oh, yeah, sure. Here's another one. This story is called... <laughs> Did he do that? Oh, man, I got to see a gnome Batman. I want to see gnomes do everything. <laughs> you imagine he pulls out his little Gatling gun or whatever. With the, uh, grappling the hook, gun. The grappling gun. Oh, just... Oh. <laughs> but it's like far too strong for him. He just gets catapulted <laughs> to the moon. It's like gravity. That's just new Sandra Bullock movie. His spine. Oh, I need to see. I need to see. I need to see a gnome just in the middle of grav. Just in the middle of Earth. I want to see a gnome space, after rather. getting hit with a bucket and just going like, <laughs> and it's me slowly putting my foot over his head and crushing his head. I mean, that's another fun thing that you could <laughs> watch a gnome thing. do die, get smushed by Henry Zabrowski. This one is called Ghost Gnome. Gnomes in mm. space. In the summer of '69. Uh oh. My mom was sleeping in her room, which is off the kitchen. She stayed at my grandmother sometimes while my father surfed over in Vietnam. Ah. It's getting sad, you know? She had the window open that night and heard something outside. She sat up and continued to listen. She was about to get up and look when she saw a little man crawl through. It didn't scare her for some reason, which I thought was strange. It walked up to the foot of her bed, climbed up, and sat down with his legs hanging over the edge. My mom didn't do anything. She said she just stared at him. He looked like a gnome, according to her description. At least that's what I came up with. He sat there trying... <laughs> There's a lot of speculation in this story. I'll yeah, say that yeah. much. He sat there trying to get comfortable, and when he was finally situated, he reached in a little bag he was carrying and pulled out a pipe. Oh. He lit it, took a couple puffs, turned and faced her. He said he had some bad news about my father, but not to worry. He was okay. He continued on that my father was in terrible trouble and that she will hear more about it in the morning. He tapped his pipe in his hand, jumped off the bed, and crawled out the window. Thanks that for the information slash no information. <laughs> what did you just tell me? See, I got to go smoke weed next to a fox. All right. That's when it finally... So what's going to happen to my husband? I don't know, but these cherry tomatoes I've made are huge. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it finally sank in my mom's head of what just happened, and she decided to call out for my grandmother. My grandmother came in, turned the light on, and asked her what was wrong. As my mom explained, my grandmother, not paying attention to my mother, noticed smoke lingering in the room and asked oh. if she'd been smoking. My mom told her the story again. My grandmother didn't believe her. The next morning, my mother got a call, phone call from the army and said that my father was injured in an attack and would come home in about ten days. It's kind of good news. My grandmother yeah. believed her then. I asked my mom why she thought it was a ghost. She said that was because she could see through him. I thought ghosts could float or whatever. 
Why did this ghost gnome have to crawl through an open window? Oh, no, it's a ghost gnome. <laughs> Very interesting. Again, she I have a, a feeling... weird sort of amorphous quality of all these creatures. Right. I have a feeling this woman was smoking a bunch of weed in her bed, and her mother came in and was like, is that smoke? Have you been smoking? No, it was the gnome. Uh, no, it was the gnome. It's the 1969 weed. You'll think about gnomes and things mm-hmm. like that. This is called Russian gnomes. Uh-oh. Ooh. As the witness slept in her apartment, she suddenly awoke feeling a strange, oppressive atmosphere around her. She opened her eyes and saw a humanoid figure bending down over her. The figure figure was short, about 130 centimeters, which I can't understand because I'm not fucking European. <laughs> I mean, you know, about and six inches inten- probably. <laughs> and looked intently at the witness. The figure mm. had a grayish green pale facial complexion and a large, dark, pupilless eyes. Ooh, pupilless. Uh, heavy I've, also heard them say, I've also heard people say that they have pig's eyes. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of overlap between this and abduction scenarios. In, what, in which way? Just the this sort of what you see. Because there's, yeah, yeah. there's different, there's two different types of grays as well. So, <sighs> don't, so anyway, don't get me yeah. started. Um, it had what appeared to be a thin beard and appeared to be elderly. A second humanoid now appeared next to the first one. Hey, hey, let's talk about tits. This one was somewhat shorter and appeared younger. Both hmm. resembled aged gnomes. Quote, okay. quote. Both figures then floated back from the bed and vanished. At this point, what appeared to be a tennis ball size sphere of light appeared in their place. The sphere disappeared in the next room and then flew out an open window. Gnomes. Like a but little ghost put, gnome And that was car. put in UFO Zone magazine. Oh. oh, okay. There you go. So now that's a ghost gnome situation as well, or are they calling that a all UFO these thing, gnome? Oh, they're all... It's all this, ghost gnome. I, I'm pretty certain it's the same shit. <laughs> yeah. It's all the same experience. Right. I don't know what the experience is, but it's there's something... There is, a, you know, if you want to believe it, the idea that there's m- many realities and there's many dimensions sure. and there's like different frequencies to each dimension as the aliens have told us many fucking times, which we don't seem to listen to. We're listening. Everyone's listening. I'm just saying that sometimes they overlap and they can appear as gnomes sometimes because that's also what we want them to appear as. Mm-hmm. Because that's the cute little thing. Look at it going, hey, hey, hey. And it's not like a nine foot tall, like, you know, almond eyed gray right. that's like sticking his fingers up your ass and asking you how hard you are. <laughs> but if someone does do that, just pretend they're a gnome. And Absolutely. It's give in. Someone breaks into your apartment, you know, don't be scared. Because just they'll stop raping and you just... and they'll start making you waffles. Well, or yeah. they'll finish all your shoes that you haven't gotten done. You haven't fucking spent the time because they're an irresponsible shoemaker. I would say, though, yeah, they probably polish quite a good shoe, the gnome oh, people. Huh? Well, it takes a long time, but they get there. So yeah, because they cover the, They get naked. They cover their whole bodies in polish and just roll <laughs> around in your shoes. So that's the problem. It's so, like, yes, they get them shiny, but also... You see their tiny little hard gnome penises. Yeah, we've mentioned gnome, pe- gnome penises quite a bit. I'd see one. Yeah, well, see, yeah, I'd I'll show one. you one. I'll, I'll draw you one. I'd see we'll one. Figure it out. Um, so there's a couple of stories. Do we want to do the uh, urban legend that was oh, uh, absolutely. quite famous? This is a quite famous urban legend. I, I hadn't heard, heard this one before. Yeah, ben yeah heard I, I heard this one. I had not heard this yeah. one. I heard this in middle school. So a couple of guys are out one night in Indiana on a drinking and drugging binge. They're driving, Hell their, yeah. they're driving their car on a deserted country road in the middle of the night when something runs in front of their path and onto the other side of the road. Uh-oh. Gnome. Definitely a gnome. Yeah. For whatever reason and whatever intoxicant they're all under, they all agree that it was a gnome. See? Keystone they- Light and shitty dirt weed. <laughs> and they pull over and attempt to apprehend said gnome in the interest of science. We're gonna fucking get the gnome hit with the hammer, Benji. Oh. Yeah, fuck yeah. I want to fucking pop outside. Baby. I got to drive. I got to drive. I, I want to blow smoke in it. Smoke in it. Get that gnome high. Let's get that gnome high. They get managed, it high. They managed to catch the gnome and put it in the trunk of their car. Great. They get home to one of their houses and put the gnome into the closet and then pass out. When they awake, they wonder if the evening's events were just a dream, a hard drug trip. Hey, or Brian, you if- think that we, like, totally did take that gnome? Or, like, nah, nah man. <laughs> no way, dude. Well, they open the closet, and inside, they find a frightened five-year-old boy with Down syndrome. <laughs> Shit, man, we got a gnome in the closet, man. We got a gnome in the closet, <laughs> man. gnome, hit it with the umbrella. <laughs> Yo, put that in the bicycle. <laughs> Gonna ride a bike with that thing. We'll go to the moon. It's like a little alien kid. <laughs> So they call local police to report the boy and end up being heroes because the boy had been missing from home for days. They ended up receiving a considerable cash reward. Sometimes it takes the stoned and the drunk to save a child. I agree with that. (laughs) Amen. That was my dad's philosophy. That's right. So, yeah, if you want a quick payday, you know, just get out there and start hunting for a mentally handicapped five-year-old. Yeah, because if they're out in the street at nighttime, they're worth cash. Cash (laughs) for kids. (laughs) 
When he hijacked Cash for kids. kids. Slow poke kids. Um, all right, kids. so it's now also to go to our favorite resource for true information, yes. Answers, uh, uh, Yahoo Answers. Um, so let's see this question. Let's see if it got an answer. Um, can garden gnomes come to life? Spelled Graydon gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me crazy. LOL. I love gnomes and fairies and things. And I have eight garden gnomes in my house, and they guard my bedroom. LOL. He's and I a lot. love them, and I gave them all names. Do they come to life when I'm not looking? <laughs> Should I leave them a note? <laughs> Give a detailed answer, please. Thanks. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but as far as our scientific understanding of the world goes, as a human collective intelligence, inanimate objects don't come to life in their current form. Oh, man, this is a real bummer answer. I don't like this guy. His name's Brian. What a fucking dickhead. Of course, eventually the molecules in your garden gnomes will deteriorate into other matter and might end up living inside a living entity and thus technically be alive. Man, you're crushing me. That's not at all what I wanted to happen. This might even happen in your lifetime. I hope you your response isn't too much longer because your SpaghettiOs may burn. <laughs> I do realize this is a sour pill to swallow. Thank you. Thank you. Do not completely despair. Steve Grand is trying to create artificial intelligence that some scientists would consider actual life depending on a bit of your definition. You could theoretically hook this software up to real-life garden gnomes with artificial muscles and such that Fuck might you. enable you them can't. to learn and communicate like real living creatures. This might be considered alive, alive to, to some. some. Brian. Fuck you, Brian. Fuck you, Brian. You're Go a back off. to Pizza Hut. You got to get to work. You got you to gotta mourn with no job. You know, ah, these people. Rude. Just let her have her imagination. Yeah, let her have the imagination. What's, is it a her? Yeah, her name's Fruity Tootie. Well, that's her name's Fruity Tootie? Yeah, it's not necessarily oh, a her, though, at the same time. Oh, no, yeah, that's true. Might be a 60-year-old man. Well, uh, relive in the 1950s oh. the way he wants to. Well, the best answer actually does is pretty good. He said put a piece of tape on the base of the gnomes to the floor so if they try to leave, the tape will be pulled off or torn so you'll know if they move. That's Whoa. a good point. Good luck. Good luck. All right. Well, Whoa. I think we've covered the gnomes. I, I, think we've, I think we have a good idea. A better idea of what gnomes are. I actually uh, than did learn a lot, though. I did yeah, as well. I, I didn't realize lot, too. Yeah. there was so much. But to watch the gnome it. Community. I, I put up that documentary on the uh, Facebook page, the one that elves, uh, trolls, and hidden people in Iceland, and it's very interesting. It's a very there's a whole lifestyle attached to uh, yes. belief in gnomes, and it's 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 kind of cool. And, I mean, like yeah, that's really. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. And uh, don't watch the. I believe it's Blue Cadillac, the movie about uh, Melville. Uh, yeah, Blue Sedan. Or yeah, Sedan. of course. We watched it, uh, Henry. You weren't there. Thank God. Don't watch it. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Really? They montage the shootings at the end. Oh, yeah. that's And they I don't heard. touch on the religion, and they just. Uh, it's just nothing. That's fucking yeah. what a pain in the ass. Uh, so now begins our fucking ramp up to Halloween, our Dark yes. Lord and Savior's favorite holiday. All of October, we're going to be bringing you a, a creepy pop. And and scary stories and what we need from you is that if you have uh, scary stories, if you have ghost stories, please submit them. We want to do a whole episode on listener stories, so we're gonna pick like five or six of them, pitch them yeah. to us in the email, which is capecompanyradio at gmail dot com. Yeah, and then we want to read through them. We wanted to. It will be, we'll be a Skype situation, out. right? Yeah, we're gonna Skype you guys in, and right. you'll tell us your stories. We'll ask you questions, and uh, this one's for you, the listener. Yeah, so it's for our Hala Scream. Uh, spooktacular. Holla scream spooktacular. We're going to summon like a devil. Yeah, well, we're just going to do that on our own, though. <laughs> no, but exci- yeah, we are October, summon I the can't devil. wait. Satan, thank you! All right. Satan! Hail Satan, everybody. Hail Dean. Hail me! And hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. Don't let a gnome finger you in your sleep. Yeah, stay away from Terry the gnome if you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. Fucking suck your vagina lips uh, no one wants you. It's like a little hat for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look Her at me. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the Virgin Mary. <laughs> that is one of the most disgusting visuals. A vagina lips as a hat for Terry the Gnome.